What's going on, sons and daughters? This is Grayson Wimbish from the Sons of Saturday, reporting live from the West Coast. I am currently posted in Los Angeles. I am in my room. Uh, unfortunately, uh, last week, your homeboy tested positive for COVID-19, which, you know, leads me right into who our podcast is brought to you by. We are brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy on South Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia. So, for all of, oh yeah, COVID's coming back. COVID's making a resurgence, at least this holiday season, it would seem. So, for all of your hand sanitizer needs, for all of your vaccination needs, for all of your prescription needs, go down, see Dr. Jeremy Counts at the Main Street Pharmacy where you are a neighbor, not a number. Uh, yeah, y'all, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Uh, just praying everyone's safe this holiday season. Uh, got an interview. We promised y'all an interview with Clark Rowland. He came on the podcast about two weeks ago to talk about uh, when the Yankees, when the New York Yankees came to town to play, or to scrimmage, I should say, the Virginia Tech Hokies in the wake of the April 16th tragedy. This happened in the spring of 2008. Clark was there that day because, you know, well, of course he was. Still has his ticket stub. Uh, And he and I talk about it. He and I talk about that day and uh, just kind of how that went down. And we talk about a few other things, some Hokie equipments, a little NASCAR even. So just want you all to buckle up, enjoy. Uh, Short little episode for you this week. And I hope, and Billy Ray and Pat hope, we we hope everyone has a very, very Merry Christmas. Stay tuned for a video coming later this week's little uh, Merry Christmas message from the Sons of Saturday. Sons and daughters, I'm joined as promised this evening by a very special guest. Uh, words are tough. Uh, Clark Ruland is joining the podcast. He's got a, a victory cocktail over there. Clark, where are you where are you calling in from this evening, man? Uh, well, I just got home from the Tech Cornell game this evening, so it was, well, a, it was a bit of a blowout, which is nice. Yep. We're on with that on a late Wednesday night game. It was it was a, a good local crowd, that's for sure. There you go. You know, I saw Santa was in. Uh, Santa was in the crowd tonight. It was very kind of him to show up from the North Pole this evening. Yeah, we uh, had we had dueling Santas on the video screen at one point. There was the imposter student Santa, and then the actual Santa. Uh, <laughs> he had the long beard and everything, and like they kept doing shots back and forth. The two guys, and the more they did it, the more the student Santa got embarrassed. Yeah. To the point that he just took all the garb off. Oh he, man. Like, he's like, that guy's the winner. <laughs> Come on. You got you gotta wear it with pride. But uh, I, I saw the video of the the actual Santa and he, it looked like Santa. So oh, the dude, the dude was legit. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> we were happy to have him in Blacksburg. Um, you know, I I we talked about this before we press record tonight. I actually wasn't able to watch the game at all. Um what what'd you see that you liked? Uh kind of give me the the you know. 
30-second synopsis or synopsis. It was good to see a lot of guys that get minutes. Um, you know, I mean, Gasson got a lot of minutes. Uh, Padula had some pretty pretty good minutes. Uh, I could tell, like, it was it was obvious that he didn't want or that that Mike Young did not want Mutz or Storm Murphy to have a lot of minutes tonight. Um, and and so you know, Cornell gave him a good run there in the first half. It was a very close game. Even Cornell had a chance to take the lead before halftime and then tech techs, you know, defense stepped up and they, they were able to kind of take off. I mean, in the second half, it was uh, the game was more about the student section riding number 20. I can't remember his name, but he shot an air ball in the first half. And every time he touched the ball, the students were all over him. And uh, finally he made a three with about four minutes left and the whole crowd just went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's tough. But uh yeah, no, from, from what I saw, I saw a few brief things on Twitter. Uh, I think people were, were kind of a little irritated that maybe Darius Maddox didn't get any more minutes than he did, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it's a win's a win, uh, and, in, and in emphatic fashion. Uh, so ha- very, very happy about that. But um, we talked on the podcast on Sunday, Billy Ray Pat and I. We wanted to have you on. The Hokies are pinstripe bowl bound for the first time ever. What were your initial thoughts on the Hokies being selected to play in the Bronx? Well, I've always wanted to see Tech play in Yankee Stadium ever since that that game got announced um, because of the ACC Big Ten ties. Um, my dad grew up a Yankees fan, so he and I went to Yankee Stadium. We, we never went to the old one, but we went to the new one, the current one that they're going to be playing the game in. Uh, about a decade ago. So the stadium's only been open since 2009, I believe was the first season. So um, it's uh, it's always been one that I've kind of hoped, you know, if the cards fell the way they did, that Tech would be in, in that game at some point, um, just from a standpoint of seeing Tech play in Yankee Stadium. I just think it's kind of cool, especially with the ties that the, the New York Yankees have with Virginia Tech ever since April 16th. Uh, it's, so it's uh, it's going to be really cool to to go to Yankee Stadium and see you know my alma mater play football at, at the historic you know venue like that. Absolutely, uh, and you mentioned uh, the history that we have with the New York Yankees organization. Uh, as many Tech faithful know, the 2008 Yankees team came to Blacksburg to scrimmage the Hokies in the wake of the April 16th tragedy, and you were there that day. You sent me a picture of your Hello. ticket. That's crazy. That's crazy that you still have the ticket, but it's you. So I'm also not su- surprised. I save all those tickets, man. I'm disappointed because I found out the other day that that the Pinstripe Bowl is only doing digital tickets. Oh so man, I'm a little bit bummed out about that because I mean I've been going to bowl games for more than a decade now, and one of the cool things about going to the bowl game is you get that nice big commemorative ticket. Yeah. So. It's 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 a little bit of a change to not be able to get the ticket. I'm sure they'll have something kind of cool. I've already got a patch on the way. Um, the patches that they have for the games this year it, it are really cool. They're they're like kind of a metallic 3D uh, look to them. They're not embroidered at all. But New Era is the sponsor of the bowl game, so it's like more of like that style of um, you know metallic patch that you, that you see on the sides of hats that they you know they have like for the World Series or the All Star Game or something like that. So gotcha. uh, at least I'll have a hell I'll have a patch from the game. Yeah, there you go, a little commemorate. You, you know, 
I, I, I agree with you. I feel like it was kind of inevitable uh, that we would, we would get a pinstripe bowl berth one day. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't think it was going to be this year. All my, all my chips were in on us going to the military bowl, but I'm glad that uh, no offense to the military bowl. I'm glad that we're going to the pinstripe bowl. I really am. Annapolis is fun. Uh, yeah. I went there. We, uh, well, Tech played Cincinnati twice, but um, Annapolis is a cool little town. Um, and hey, I would have been fine going. I mean, Frank Beamer famously said, "I've never been to a bad bowl game," and that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, but uh, but going to New York, I think is going to be is going to be really cool, especially with all the Christmas decorations and everything else, all around the city. I mean, you know, movies are set in New York for Christmas time, so it'll be kind of neat to to see that firsthand. Have you ever been to to New York City at Christmas time? No, I've only been once, and that was when my dad and I and a buddy of mine we did a double header and went to City Field uh, one night and then Yankee Stadium the next night. So we got to see both stadiums. So I got those knocked off the list in in a two day stretch. There you go. Well, I I, I have been to New York City. Uh, uh, at the holiday season during Christmas and everything. And it, it, there's nothing like it. There, re- yeah. there really is like everything you see in the movies, home alone Two, lost in New York. That's like the one I always think of. Uh, you got to go see the tree at Rockefeller center. That's a must do if you have time to do it. Um, and then there's, a, there's just things all over the city. Uh, I, I know there's like giant ornaments somewhere in the city. Yeah, uh, It's like this giant sculpture of ornaments, but uh, more on that a little bit later. Um, bottom line is this: you were there the day the Yankees came to town. Oh, back, back to the back to the baseball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> to the yeah. No, it's all good. Um, you were there that day. Uh, kind of just paint the picture for the people listening right now. What was it like to be a part of that? Because to, to to me, anytime anyone talks about that, it almost doesn't feel real. The only thing that make it real are the pictures you see of Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez and Hideki Matsui in Blacksburg. It's just the craziest thing in the world. It was it was it was so different um, because you know, I've been going going and covering uh, Virginia Tech baseball games for the Collegiate Times uh, when I was a student. I mean for for a good chunk of years, I was the beat writer for the collegiate times. So, um, doing, uh, doing baseball games, you 200, 300 people at the most would be at most of those games. And even when ACC play started, I mean, you, unless it was a really nice day, you would be lucky if you got, you know, almost a, a thousand people at a game. Um, and so going, you know, prior to the Yankees game, there was the Miami game uh the friday after april 16th and that was the largest crowd that i'd ever seen at a at a tech baseball game um but to go and see all the fanfare that was involved i mean it was a very tough ticket to get only three thousand students and first year alumni were able to enter the lottery uh to win a lottery ticket um lucky i was lucky enough to win a lottery ticket i think there were probably like 15 to twenty thousand you know, in that range that I applied to, to get tickets for it. Um, so to go there to, to English field for the first time since graduating and see, see English field with 8,000 people there was kind of surreal. Um, you know, 
they had the terraces on the left field side on the third base side. Um, that was all brand new. Um, so that was kind of cool to see in person. Uh, but not only that, they had temporary stands added. They had tons of, uh, you know, tons of temporary tents for media, um, you know, television, radio crew, like, because English field was much like a high school stadium, a high school baseball yeah. stadium. I mean, inside the press box itself probably held somewhere around 10 to 15 seats. And then you had the, the home radio booth and the away radio booth. So when the Yankees came, their whole press corps came, which was like, you know, a hundred members of media, <laughs> not to mention you had the yes network broadcasting the game live. Um, so it was kind of cool to see everything that went along with the circus of the Yankees. Sure. Um, you know, getting there, getting there to the, to the game itself. I mean, parking in the cage, it was, you know, it was right there. Um, but it was, uh, it was kind of cool walking in there for the first time to see, you know, the Yankees are there on the field warming up. Um, you know, they're, you know, you look down there, it's like, Hey, that's Derek Jeter. That's Alex Rodriguez. That's Jason Giambi. Like these are the guys like we see playing on, you know, Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Uh, so it was, it was kind of cool just to, I think that that was the thing that that kind of hit me the most was just looking out and seeing Derek Jeter. I mean, he's the face of New York Yankees. I mean, of, of our generation, when you say New York Yankees, the first guy that comes to mind is Derek Jeter. So to see him out there, I mean, all of their uh, all of their infielders and outfielders, all their utility players were there. So they all made the trip. So it was really cool to to see those guys in person. I mean. I'd never been to a New York Yankees baseball game. So it was kind of cool just to, to see those guys there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I've always seen, there's this one picture of a rod uh, and I haven't been able to find it, but I know it exists. Um, it's like him signing a baseball bat or signing a baseball. And it's like the caption I remember is like, they were signing memorabilia to people who could answer correct trivia questions and things like that. Um, did you walk away with any memorabilia or did and, and anything like, did you get anything signed by anyone? I didn't try to get anything signed. Um, I do remember. So the instance you're talking about a rod went over during the game, probably like two or three innings into the game. And he went over into the tech dugout and took a whole bunch of, you know, bats and balls and gloves and all that kind of stuff over those guys and he just he was sitting there and everybody all the players were around him so it was kind of cool and I I could see into the tech dugout I was I was standing on the on the third base side where the terraces are and I could see into the tech dugout and it was just crazy when he walked over there and sat down and just everybody was just around him in the tech dugout so it was kind of cool and you know both teams were wearing pinstripes so it was kind of hard to differentiate uh, you know, players from each other when they were down in there, but you could definitely tell who A-Rod was because he was a lot bigger than everybody else. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's always the craziest thing to me is, you know, I, I've i been to a few uh, professional baseball games and, and, like, out here in Los Angeles, just seeing, like, guys like Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger as a unit of a human being. I mean, yeah. they're just massive. It's crazy. Like, people don't realize that. You know, they, they got very similar builds of football players and hockey players and – uh, it's, it's, it's wild. So I'm sure, I'm sure just seeing those guys versus the Virginia tech baseball team, 
uh, was was pretty wild. Uh, well, absolutely, and like Jason Giambi, that dude was massive. Yeah, <laughs> he Jason was massive. Giambi. Like he stood out amongst everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so you're attending. You're going to the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, who do you plan on making the trek with? And then from your, your one trip to New York city, uh, is there any, anything you got to hit any restaurants, like anything that you, uh, hope to go back to that you experienced the first time you were there? Uh, well, right now still working on the plans for the trip. So, um, you know, depending on if my girlfriend has the opportunity to get a couple days off and, and make the trip up, uh, we'll get that all straight. Um, in terms of what to hit, I'm game for anything. I, as long as I can make it to the game, um, I'm happy. So uh, I, I'd like to see Rockefeller Plaza and see the, the Christmas tree just because of how famous it is. And um, But beyond that, uh, I don't really have any true plans of anything major to hit. Um, you know, I just, I just kind of go with the flow. I, you know, I respect that. Well, you know, Pat and Billy Ray could probably recommend a thousand different things for for you know, just living in Jersey and being able to take the train in, yeah. you know, I've been to New York, I'd say probably five or six times. My favorite pizza place in the entire world is in New York. Go figure. Uh, I feel like that's, I mean, it's, that's one of the home. things you got to do, right? Yeah. It's water up pizza. there. It's, it's called numero 28. I can send you the address, but the Wimbish family loves numero 28 pizza. <laughs> it's Dave Portnoy gave it an 8.0. I think just a flat 8.0. So that's pretty good from what I, from what I understand. Oh yeah. I've, uh, I've seen some pretty vicious uh, grading from him on Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So giving it an eight point flat is, is a big deal. Um, and with all of, okay. So we're, you know, the game itself, it's going to be a little interesting, you know, obviously just I'm happy. I'm sure you're happy just to be in the building. We're playing Maryland who I don't know a lot about. Um, I do know that we have a lot of guys opting out of this bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft, uh, especially with the coaching change. You know, I, I think it yeah. makes sense. How, how are you feeling about the game uh, based on kind of what you know about Maryland, if anything at all? I, I honestly don't know much about Maryland. I know they had a good start, um, and then they kind of – tailed off once they got into conference play, which I mean, kind of sounds similar to, to the way tech kind of had their season go. Um, but I honestly, I, I don't really know anything, uh, you know, when they were in the ACC, when, when tech was playing Maryland quite a bit, um, you know, I knew much more about, about Maryland. I knew about Ralph region and, 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 you know, they came to tech several times, uh, went up to Maryland, uh, twice, I think, um, went in 05 and, uh, 09, the year they wore the, uh, the white pro combat uniform. Sure. I remember when that, that was at, a, that was at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but ever since they left to go to the big 10, uh, I, I just kind of lost connection to them. I mean, I feel like I know more about Duke and, uh, Georgia tech than I do Maryland. Um, but it is kind of cool to see, you know, the matchup return tech has a long history with Maryland. I mean, they played a whole lot in the, about a a century ago. I mean, they played games in Norfolk. They played games in Richmond. They played games, uh, you know, in Blacksburg and college park. They played in DC. Um, You know, I remember one of the first uh, Maryland games I ever went to, uh, or one of the first tech games I ever went to was against Maryland. Um, There was a big fight in that game actually in Blacksburg. 
Which um, one was that? What year was that? That was 93. I mean, I was only eight years old, so I don't remember a lot, but I do remember the fight just because it was so random going to a football game and seeing a fight break out, you know, you know, expect that at like a hockey game. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I do remember, I do remember there was some sort of ruckus in the, in the Maryland game that year. Um, uh, but Tex had some pretty, you know, pretty historic matchups. I remember in, Oh, I think it was 2004. It was first year tech was in the ACC. I think it was 2004. Um, when coach Beamer's mother passed away, uh, mm-hmm. the day of the tech Maryland game. And so that was a Thursday night game and, and tech put on a, a quite a spirited performance oh, in yes. honor of coach Beamer's uh, mother. So, uh, you know, it's a shame that they're not in the ACC anymore. Um, I don't think there's any love lost by any of the, any of the ACC schools. Cause um, you know, Maryland wasn't exactly a patron saint of the ACC, at least some of, you know, their, their fans weren't. Um, but, uh, but it'll be cool to see tech play Maryland again. Uh, I think a lot of people were hoping for Penn state uh, just because of the whole Brent pride connection. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of glad that that distraction is not part of the game. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun uh, just to see uh, one more tech game this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And no place like New York city to see it. A uh, couple more questions, just real quick. Uh, you just mentioned Coach Brent Pry. Real quick, what are your thoughts? How, how are you feeling about Coach Pry? Uh, I think he's. I think he's going to be a great fit at Tech. But the fact that he has some connections, um, you know, he's putting together a pretty impressive staff. Um, you know, and he's hitting the ground running. Um, I I do like that he is a little bit more active on social media and more interactive uh, with the fan base. Um, you know, this is. 2021, um, you know, our coach is not in the witness protection program when it comes to social media, which is kind of nice. Um, uh, you know, I think he's going to bring kind of an old school approach, uh, which is something that the tech fans like. I mean, tech fans are, are defensive minded fans. I mean, they like offense, but they get loud on defense. So, uh, you know, I think that that's that's the, the face of Virginia Tech football. It's, it's always been based around special teams and defense. So, uh, yeah, I think bringing that, bringing that face back to, uh, to tech fans is, is, is going to be a little, uh, refreshing. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. You know, um, I'm, I don't think that tech is going to blow everybody out of the water the first year. It'd be great if they did, but, um, you know, after going to football games last year with no fans in the stands, I'm just happy to be going to any Virginia tech football game. That's for sure. Stamp that. Uh, I agree with all those things that you just said. I, we, uh, we talked on Sunday, Pat Billy Ray and myself were fired up. Uh, I, I agree. I think he's going to be a, a good fit in Blacksburg. And, um, you know, any new coach is going to bring optimism. I mean, that's, oh, yeah, that's for certain. I mean, um, you know, what, what happens between now and the first game of the season uh, is going to be pure optimism. Uh, I don't think there'll be any negativity involved. Um, and, and I think tech fans need a little optimism, you know, especially after the Notre Dame game and the Syracuse game and, and, you know, the way that those games, uh, fell through the cracks and then things turned the corner with the UVA game and the way that, that, that game, uh, a game fell into, into tech's hands at the end of that one, uh, was, uh, 
it gives a lot of optimism. You know, I'm, I'm really glad that JC price is sticking around. He didn't want to leave tech. I mean, no. he absolutely, you know, I know that he, he wanted to stay in Blacksburg. I mean, it's, it's like you said, this is home. Um, you know, he's, he's a tech guy through and through. I mean, you see those pictures from the, the sugar bowl and he's carrying that lunch pail. I mean, it, it, it all, it all originated. He was one of the first guys. He was, he was through the, the beginning of, uh, the rise of tech football and, and, and he's passionate about it. You, you can't, you can't, you know, manufacture passion. I mean, it's, it's pure and his is right there. So, um, he's, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be just as much of a face as coach Pry is, especially after beating Virginia and smoking that cigar on the field. <laughs> that was a godsend. Good Lord. Yeah, after the game was over, you know, I was in Charlottesville and, after the game was over, there's a, there's a set of stairs right there in the corner and uh, it, where, the, where the tech fans were. And after the game was over, the fans just started walking out on the field. There was no uh, – the ushers and that kind of stuff were just like, okay, whatever, just go. So uh, a, a bunch of us walked out on the field, and I, I, in fact, I ran into Pat down on the field. And, hey. and, uh, and so – you're just walking around and all of a sudden here comes JC price smoking a cigar. <laughs> I was just like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. Uh, you know, and the, um, you know, I did, somebody put together or somebody tweeted his highlight tape from tech back in the nineties from that 95 season. He was a pit bull. Dude. Like he was relentless. That's the best way to describe it. It's <laughs> you it's, know, it's the same passion. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. We just, I, I would say the first like, product of one of the very first, just absolutely tenacious Virginia Tech defenses. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that's awesome that you get to go. I don't think I'm making the trip to, to New York. I'm actually going it's to nice South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be back on the East Coast. I'm going to be back on the East Coast. And the 29th is the game. It's that Wednesday. I'm going down to South Carolina for New Year's Eve, and I leave the 30th. So it's it would just logistically it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah, and the game being right there in the middle of the week on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday at two o'clock, yeah. um, that's a little tough. But uh, it is kind of interesting that the two uh, games being played at historic baseball fields are being played back to back, and it's Virginia in the first game and Virginia Tech in the second game. So that's just that's kind of funny, you know. I, I think going to Fenway would have been just as much fun as going to Yankee Stadium. I mean, Fenway Park's my favorite major league stadium, so it would have been kind of neat to see Virginia Tech play in Fenway, um, especially with the the connection with the Salem Red Sox here in my hometown. So it's, um, but it'll be cool. Uh, in fact, you know, the Salem Red Sox, their their general manager uh, is a UVA season ticket holder, and we we jab at each other all the time and and that kind of stuff. So he's pretty excited about uh, UVA playing in Fenway. So it's, it's just kind of neat that both fan bases have their teams playing in baseball fields uh, for their bowl games. It's kind of cool. Oh yeah, man. I agree. Although I do know the sight lines are apparently terrible for going to a football game at a baseball field, which is totally understandable. Um, You know, even the sight lines at like uh, Oakland Coliseum, aren't really that good for baseball and I'm sure they're they were just as bad for Raiders games <laughs> oh yeah well yeah I mean you, we we did the battle at Bristol so yeah. you know we we know a thing or two about less than optimal sight lines uh you know I, I think it'll be manageable I just I just think the whole the concept now did, did you go to the Bristol game oh yeah 
Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it was bizarre going there for so many years, going to NASCAR races oh, and yeah. seeing a football game at a place where I've been going to NASCAR races for so long. So it was very, very surreal. And it, it, it'll definitely be surreal to go to uh, see a NASCAR race at the football stadium in February. <laughs> that was my last question. That's a good segue. To, okay. To give, to give everyone some background, in February, February 6th, I believe, yeah. Clark's going to be in L.A. He's going to come stay with me. Uh, and we're going to a NASCAR race at L.A. Memorial Coliseum. What's, what's the deal with this? So, like, you know, my granddad's a huge NASCAR fan. My old man's not so much. But, you know, anytime I'm in South Boston, Virginia, at, at my granddad's house, NASCAR's on if it's a Sunday. Uh, oh, yeah. What's what's the what's the deal? Why are they doing this? <laughs> like, I don't the why part is kind of interesting. So the, the race itself is is the Bush Clash, which is a preseason race that was typically run the week weekend before the Daytona 500. Um, and it the history of the race basically was that it was all the pole sitters from the previous season qualified for this short distance race. Usually it was about 50 miles. Um, it's extended in length over the years, but it was always run at Daytona. Um, so last year they ran the race as part of the Daytona road course and it had kind of lost its luster over the years. So, uh, one of the, one of the main guys, uh, in a high ranking in NASCAR is young guys. He's, he's a little bit older than us. His name is Ben Kennedy. His grandfather was, was the president of NASCAR, NASCAR and his great grandfather started NASCAR. Um, so his his vision was to to do something fun with this event and uh and so you know nascar has run races in stadiums before um you know i mean it's 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 a football stadium so yeah. it's not a very big track to run you know you can't run 200 miles an hour i mean martinsville speedway down the road here they'll get up you know well over 100 miles an hour on the straightaways um it it'll be tough for these cars to hit you know 110 before they have to hit the brakes and, and make the left-hand turn. Um, but they ran a race at Soldier Field uh, back in the 40s. And there's a there's a racetrack that's at a football stadium in Winston-Salem called Bowman Gray Stadium. And that's kind of been the testing ground for uh, setting the cars up to make this, you know, make this event work. I mean, if you look at LA Coliseum, it's it's a little bit longer than your typical football stadium. Uh, you know, I mean, they could not do it at Lane Stadium, but they could probably do it at L.A. because it's a little bit more elongated. Uh, plus, L.A. has the capability to uh, to have all the race team haulers and, and garage area, I guess you could say, uh, in the parking lot. Um, but I mean, how are we going to know what it's going to be like? I mean, <laughs> seeing or seeing a NASCAR race in a, in a football stadium. I mean, it's exciting. They're, they're already advertising the race you know, this is the first of its kind or any of that kind of stuff, because I mean, it's, it, it, these cars are made to go 200 miles an hour. Um, but they, they can have a good race. I've always said, you know, you can have a good race with a bunch of guys riding a lawnmower. So, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it should be fun to watch. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think it will be cool to go out there and, and never been to, to LA Coliseum. So I think it'd be fun to see this race in person. Uh, and we'll have a great time. There's no, oh, yeah, man. I mean, you know how, how, how much I, I go to NASCAR races and 
I'll show you everything you ever need to know about NASCAR. And, and uh, it, it's a, it's a, uh, it's going to be a very special event. It's not a points paying event. So guys can beat and bang and spin each other out and have, uh, have a good time with it. Um, and I think NASCAR is going to tell the drivers that, that like, Hey, this is an exhibition race, put on a show, you know, you're not running for points. You're running for money. Uh, don't be afraid to lean on each other going in these corners. Um, and, and so instead of the, it being the week before the Daytona 500, because of all the logistics, um, they're having it the weekend between the NFC AFC championship games and the Super Bowl, which also happens to be in Los Angeles. So I think that also kind of played a factor is, is that uh, it, it's, it's in the same city as Super Bowl mayhem. Uh, I think the Super Bowl is on NBC, which is also a NASCAR uh broadcaster but the race is going to be on fox so they'll be able to pump this race broadcast on the nfl broadcasts for the the few weeks leading up to it which is kind of cool uh but it's there's not going to be any sporting event on that sunday other than probably nba and and college basketball so uh it'll have a premier slot uh and and i think nascar knows that they need to take advantage of it so it'll be kind of fun to to go out there and see it in person and uh you know, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, I, I don't have any idea how this race is going to shake down. So that's why I think it's gonna be so much fun to go. Um, you got, I mean, you got me, I mean, man. I've, I've never been to a NASCAR race and I've never, it, it'll been be a, it'll be a good Cup first thing. race to go to. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> what's, yeah, I killed two birds with one stone, never been to LA Memorial Coliseum, which is crazy to me thinking about that. Uh, only you know been outside of it or whatever. Uh, never been to not and never been to a NASCAR race. So uh, we're we're gonna have hey, a big I old time, man. I'm looking forward sure. to that. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. Yeah, I've never been to a, a, a football game in a, a baseball stadium. So that yeah, same time. A lot of boxes <laughs> over the next couple of months, you know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we got, you know, Clark. Uh, you, I, we always do this sharky shout outs. We we love to give anyone we have on the podcast a chance to shout anyone they want to shout out. Uh, the, this is your time to shout those people out. Shout outs, uh, you know, hey, I, I always always shout out the uh, the equipment staff at Tech, they are uh, some of the most underrated individuals, they make it happen all the way from uh. From the directors to uh, the the main uh, the main football guys uh, and all the students, they work their tails off, um, and so I always try to take care of them. Uh, you know, I, I I'm sure you you know I do a lot of graphic design work for them, and and uh, you know I always try to try to give back to those guys because they they're the unsung heroes. I mean, you you don't really see much uh, of them on the game, but you you'll look in the uh, on the sidelines, you'll see them standing back there behind the coaches. Or they'll be uh, they'll be working on various different things, but um, the equipment staff works really hard, and uh, and so uh, I'm I'm good buddies with Eric Lewis, the the equipment director, and um, you know it, it's it's cool to to see the inner workings of what it takes to put on an event. I mean it's it's no different than uh, a, a broadcast for a, a sporting event to see all the the men and women that put those events on, you never see their faces. You see, you know, the broadcasters, but you never see the cameraman. You never see the, the producers or uh, those doing the grunt work and, uh, and they deserve just as much credit as anybody else. So it's uh, those, those tech students, they, they make it happen every Saturday, but they make it happen every day of the week. They're in there. I mean, they're, 
they're doing the laundry they're um they're helping with the practices uh so it's uh th- those folks really deserve the shout out well that's great well I, and i'm sure that they appreciate that and and hokey nation uh yeah shout out to Vir- to virginia Tech's equipment staff you know they uh they do have a tough job a lot of a lot of long hours a lot of hard work there so and, and also and also a shout out to damien salas he uh he makes everything happen uh when it comes to the hokey sports website um you know, his uh, I was just pulling up the the box score from the Yankees tech game. Uh, and, you know, it without Damien, who knows if that would even be on the website. Um, he's you know, he's the guy to to make it all happen. So uh, good, good shout out to him as well. Dang, that's crazy that you can find that on there. I just uh, typed in Virginia Tech, New York Yankees box score. And that was the first bam. thing that popped up. Uh, you know, it's funny, you know, going back to the Yankees game. Uh, I was at the the Cornell game, and prior to the the basketball game, I ran into Andrew Wells, who was the uh, the starting pitcher for that game for Tech. And uh, so I grabbed him before the game started. And I was like, "Hey, you know what? What what can you tell me about that game? Like, how nervous were you? Like, when did you know that you were going to be the starter?" And he said, "Well, I knew about a week before. They told me that that I was going to get the ball to to start the game." And, uh, and I, and he said, uh, you know, he really didn't get nervous until he was standing on the mound and he looked and the first batter to walk up was Johnny Damon. (laughs) It's like, holy cow, like I'm pitching to Johnny Damon and, uh, he ended up giving up one run. It was an unearned run. Um, but he said like the five guys that he, he pitched against were Johnny Damon, Derek Jeter, Bobby Abreu, Alex Rodriguez, and Jason Giambi. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, that had to be so intimidating. He's like, oh I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> oh, of course. Of like, could you course. imagine just like you're you're playing college ball and then all of a sudden you're playing against the New York Yankees? It had to be kind of surreal and fun all at the same time. I mean, they made special uniforms for that game just for tech to to wear pinstripes like both teams wore pinstripes that game so um you know it was it was a real special event it was it was a lot of fun i'm glad they they did the whole new york uh yankees you know maroon hats uh i was able to get one i'm gonna wear it to the game uh in new york uh you know i think it's really cool that they had those uh those for sale at the at the games so it was kind of cool to to get a little piece of memorabilia I've still got some of the programs from that game. I mean, they, they were just stacked up sitting right at the gate when you walked in. Dang, dang, man. That's crazy. It's awesome that you still have some of that stuff. Uh, definitely, definitely always, always hang on to that. I'm always um, big on memorabilia. You know that. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Do no way. Uh, yeah. Clark, no kidding, right? <laughs> say again. I said, no kidding. Right. Yeah, no I only got 27 helmets hanging on my wall. My <laughs> Humble brags. Humble That's brags awesome. from Clark Rowland. Well, hey, Clark, well, I, I appreciate you. Uh, Pat and Billy Ray, they're, they aren't here this evening. I know they appreciate you as well. Thanks for coming on. We we really, uh, as soon as we heard we were going to the Pinstripe Bowl, it's like, well, I know one guy who was there that day when uh, when the Yankees were in town. So uh, yeah. thank you for joining us. Go Hokies, and uh, hopefully we can get a dub in the big city. Sounds like a plan. It's 
Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know just what you're thinking. to you.